I'm listening to art and I'm going to experience art. And so there's a mindset that you enter into. I can't imagine anybody's talked about playlist making with this <laughs> degree of intensity. <laughs> but it's so good. That's the whole point of this podcast. Welcome to the second episode of No Small Thing. I'm Scott. And I'm Macy. And this week we're going to be talking about the art of playlist making. We, we, we thought we'd call it playlists and then the no. art of playlists sounds better. It doesn't just sound better. I, I have a lot of reasons why I want it to be art of playlists. Why did we choose to make this our first uh, topic? So I feel like it's it's only fitting that we would do it as our first topic. I also think that it's something that a lot of people can perceive as small, but both of us really see them as big and significant. So I'm glad that we get to talk about it. Also, I like playlists, and so talking about it is really fun to me. I mean, have you been making playlists for a long time? I, yes and no. Not in the sense of, like, I've been a person who's, like, always made mixtapes their whole life and given them to a lot of people, but music was always very significant in my life. And I had, like, a music sharing, I don't know, program when I was pretty young uh it was called Rhapsody and it was like oh, you could Rhapsody. download you could download anything wow. you wanted and I loved that I like had basically free reign of music and my parents never censored my music which I'm so thankful for so thank you mom and dad um but a part of that I would always make playlists that were very dependent on moods that's how I would make playlists mm. but uh that's gonna be interesting if you mention that later what do you mean? You got to unpack that. Moods. Oh, yeah. I, like, I know what you mean as your friend, but may, many people I don't think have any idea what you're talking about. Yeah. So <laughs> I think that that's where playlist making probably first entered my life. But I, when we became friends, I started to think of playlists in terms of kind of more of like a CD you give to someone, mm. which is, I think, the more traditional sense of maybe a playlist. Yeah. Um, I thought this would be a good first episode because... Um, it represents uh, something that we're both extremely passionate about and something that I think that we have uh, uh, as, as um, lay people. We're not professionals. That's the main thing everybody has to know. We're not professionals. But we, I do think we have something to offer in this field. Like It's an example of if we were at a party or we're hanging out with people and, and we get to talking and the, and the subject turns to somehow it turns to playlists we would have something, I think, significant to offer that people would be interested in. Yeah, that's well agree? said. <laughs> I, I would agree. Uh, that's made me, like, pause and think of, like, who are we to talk about playlists? Like, yeah, we're not any experts on any level, but I think we are people who, I mean, maybe this is just me, but when I think of music, it's, it's art on, like, such an extreme level, and I think playlist making is, like, in itself an art form because you're pulling together pieces of art and making a collection. And so I think maybe we don't have, yeah, credentials to think about playlists, but we both see it in such like a significant and beautiful way that, yeah, I think we have a lot of thoughts on it. We could talk about it. I hope that if you're someone who likes making playlists or listening to playlists or getting CDs or making CDs, I hope that parts of this are significant to you, but also I think for people who maybe 
don't make playlists or listen to playlists, maybe this will be something that you start to think about. And I don't know, I would hope that we can be more thoughtful with our music listening. And so I think playlists are a way that we like enter into the thoughtfulness of music listening. Um, Dang, that's so good. Yeah. That's so good. <laughs> <laughs> so what else do you think people can expect? Uh, I think um, I, this is so funny because this comedian is not that important to me, although I'm a fan. But we talked about Todd Glass last week, and he talked about his like party throwing. And he has a great stand-up bit where he talks about uh, also throwing a party, and this woman comes in, and she's very proud of this like like appetizer dish that she's brought to the party. And he asks her how she made it, and he, she says, I just dumped this creamed corn into a bowl and brought it. And he's very offended about this, like this lack of love that went into this, this thing that she brought. And it's like, um, I think uh, where I'm wanting to advocate for people to put some time and attention and love into the things that they give their friends and family. And, and I think we have some great thoughts and guidelines on how to do that. <laughs> I feel like you're going to go about this. So probably more analytical. Probably. Yeah. yeah. That's I'm, good. That, that'll be gonna a go good balance. A little yeah. more, I think in terms of emotion. Mm, yeah. Music. That's good. Music really evokes something in me. And so playlists. Yeah. They're really significant. I think in our, in our modern world, when you think about this idea of like, cause you and I have done like sharing playlists over Apple music or something like that. Right. And I have playlists published to Spotify and we have so many platforms to share a playlist, but it seems very, um, uh, for lack of a better word, like inhumane, hmm. um, or la- or not very personal. And so like, I would say, uh, that type of playlist sharing is like writing someone a sentimental email, hmm. which isn't bad. Like if you got an email from me, it'd be like, that's nice. Like, uh, uh, you'd, you'd love it. You'd love a nice email yeah. that had some encouraging words, but there's a big difference between an email and a handwritten letter. And so I think like a, a playlist and maybe we need to be clear with this or off the bat, like advocating for the idea of a playlist, like in a CD form, like something you hand somebody that's tangible, tactile, and that you have to be sort of forced to listen to all the way through is like a handwritten letter. Wow. And that's missing these days. Gosh, that's so... Like, I find that to be very true. Like, when I think of a playlist and its significance, I think of the word intimate. Mm. Um, Mm. And I think that comes from the way that I encounter music and, like, the way I typically... If I'm going to give someone a playlist, if I'm, like, giving them a playlist, each song is a song that I've had an encounter with. And so I already have, like, an intimate relationship to that song and then I also have a relationship to the person I'm giving the playlist to so every time like every single song is intimate it's something I have encountered and I want someone else to encounter Mm. that's so good I I think about this idea of intimate like I, I think that just evokes this like desire to connect with people and so like you you could want to connect with a close friend or if you're going to publish a playlist i guess that's a a way of sharing your heart like maybe yeah. but that's not as intimate it's not it's yeah. not as intimate 4 months ago 5 months ago i made this like mega 12 part playlist series and it was kind of out for the general public but there were certain like parts to it playlists within the 12 part playlist thing it was very chaotic (laughs) (laughs) there were parts of it where I was thinking of specific people Mm. and like uh like there's one 
like number four out of 12. Like is it's made like for my parents on some mm. level. Um, and so, I don't know. I think you can publicly put, have intimate moments as well. Wow. Yeah. So I, I think that's really good. Like if this is setting the stage, I think it's important to be clear. Like I, I suppose one thing we're wanting to focus on is this idea of a CD mixtape playlist that you make for a specific individual and give to them. But then obviously there's all sorts of different forms yeah. of playlists and opportunities for playlists. And I love the idea of publishing a playlist for anybody and everybody, but with certain people in mind. Yeah. And maybe those people that know that you had them in mind feel touched by that. What are some of your like experiences up until now with different types of playlists? My first experience I want to share about is the most recent experience I have with the playlist, which I think uh, kind of reminds me why they matter so much to me and has reminded me so much why they matter to me. Um, so I have been going through, I don't know, existential crisis of a lifetime. Uh, I'm 23, and now that I like... Everybody that I talk to talks about 23 as being a very scary age. And I don't know, it's been scary for me. And I've been having a lot of, I don't know, questioning a lot of things. Um, and so I received a playlist from one of my best friends, um, Sydney. She was here last week. Um, and she made me this playlist that she knows me very well and knows kind of what I've been going through. And just that I was in a spot in my life where I was really just doubting like hope. That's mm. probably the right word. Mm. Like doubting in the the word hope. And she sent me this playlist and I was listening to it on a drive. I was driving to Tacoma. I was going to visit my aunt who I like never see. And I was like, I'm going to drive to Tacoma and do this. And I listened to this playlist and it's like, I'll never forget that drive. Mm. Um, because of the playlist um, and the way that music was able to touch my life. And I think that this experience I had with this playlist, the songs on it were so, they were well like organized in a progression, um, but there were certain songs that honestly felt like they were songs for my soul. Um, and this was pretty recent, right? This was pretty recent. Yeah. It was like two months ago. Yeah, I remember um, you playing me portions of that playlist. Uh, one of the songs... And Sydney is our number one fan, so Sydney. Yeah, shout Good out playlist. To you. Good playlist, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so I think, so one of those songs specifically that everyone should go listen to, I'm advocating for, is the song uh, Secret from the Mad by Dodie. Um, we'll put it on our Instagram <laughs> or something. We'll <laughs> we're trying it. to figure out what we're going to do. Um, <laughs> But I was driving and just, like, weeping, mm. like, crying so much and just feeling... I think in that moment, I was able to have that glimpse of hope again. And so I think that playlists create these... If you... There's a moment in a playlist, if it's done correctly, and if it's really thoughtful, and you're listening to it and you're ready to listen to it... Um, where you can have like a sacred encounter. Mm. Um, that was the word that I just kept coming to my mind this week as we were thinking of playlists. I think that they are means of which we can have sacred encounters. I don't even know what that that phrase means either. Sacred <laughs> encounters just sounds what's, good. What's been on my mind lately? Um, 
and I think I think it's inevitable with music. I think music really draws that out. Um, but yeah, that's that's a significant experience with the playlist. So and why well, I, I care? And I have why a question. I think others should care. I have a question. What what for you do you feel like would be the difference between listening to a playlist that Sydney made you as you're driving your friend Sydney, yeah. as opposed to just a really good album on the way to Tacoma? What would be the difference for you? Oh, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> so I think the number one thing is that. Sydney or whoever is making me the playlist, they, they're making it with me in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, so every song and every word kind of, especially if it is like the playlist she made me was like very significantly touching and I was in a stage of life, but I take the lyrics. Three weeks ago, stage of life. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Uh, I'm a four. Uh, so I think the fact that it's it's given to you by someone and that the I'm always assuming that the person who's giving it to you has also shared this song. Um, so I think that that's partially why it hits you more. I also think that there's no I can't think of an artist who could make like a more perfect playlist than maybe my best friend, mm. who's, you know, doing it out of love. So, Yeah. Doing it out of love is the key, I think. I mean, that's what I'm saying about, like, even that Todd Glass thing. Like, there's no love that went into this dumping this creamed corn into this dish. Like, yeah. w- like you got to put some love into these things. I mean, there are so many things in my life that I don't put love into, but I like to think that there's some areas that I do. Yeah. And this is just one of the many areas you can put some... I guess also another just metaphor would be the difference between, like, buying a card at the store or drawing a card. You know, drawing. Hmm. You know, making your own card. Yeah. What are some experiences that you've had with playlists? Um, I have a similar experience in the sense that, like, I've always been a huge music fan. And um, I have a wife that's also a music fan. However, she is not active in her pursuit of new music. Mm -hmm. So when we first got married, uh, one of the things that really attracted me to Marissa is that she's sort of this perceptively, like, preppy uh, Bellevue, Washington, (laughs) whatever that entails, girl who grew up in private Christian schools and stuff. And yet she listened to Led Zeppelin. Like that was like this cool, really cool dichotomy for me. Yeah. So she, she obviously had good taste in music. She liked, she liked you too. She liked Depeche Mode. She liked Led Zeppelin. Um, but, uh, once we got married, I realized like she was sort of stuck in that Hmm. cycle of music. Like she only listened to those bands Hmm. and it wasn't that she wasn't open to listening to new bands. She just didn't have the time and energy or interest to like, go out pursuing new music yeah. like I do for some reason. I, I, uh, so I, I started making it. her, yeah, <laughs> I started making her playlists and uh, I think I've made her like 26 playlists now. Gosh. And uh, it, it, it's, it's, we're going to get into this later, like the art of the playlist, yeah. the art of making a playlist. But um, I think I've learned a lot about that process through making these playlists for Marissa. But it's a lot of this idea of like me wanting to expose her to new music, mm-hmm. but ultimately it's become this thing of like, now that I know she loves these playlists and how much they mean to her, like she, she mostly listens to the playlist exclusively in her car for about three yeah. months. And she just kind of marinades in it and, and, and lets it encourage her. And she says she often um, thinks of these playlists as soundtracks to her life. Mm. And, um, that's such a good way of putting yeah, it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So, I mean, for me in my marriage, it's been intimate. It's been a great way to connect. Intimate's the right you word. Know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we all need ways to connect with the people we care about and, and creative ways to connect with the people we care about. Okay, so what I think we should do is go through our tips. And I think we're going to have a very different approach slash to Slash suggestions. And, uh, and then we can talk more. Yeah. Because I feel like there's more to say, but, like, we can't say it until we give our suggestions. Before we do this, I want us to pause and talk about, real quick, the fact that I am adamant that we call it the art of playlist making. And mm. I think that leads into the tip part. Uh, are we calling this tips of the, of the art? Tips of playlist making? I don't know, but I think we just need to stop really Have quickly. we haven't said that yet? The art of playlist making? We said making? it, but we haven't. So, okay, the word art means so much to me. <laughs> and I just think Girl, that. Say it. Talk about it. I, I feel like when we were talking about it, at one point you were like playlist making, and I like felt myself be like, no, it has to be the art of playlist making. Um, because I said it in the first podcast, and I'm going to say it again because I need to just keep saying it, is that I am trying to own the name artist for mm. myself and what that means. And I don't even know what that means, but I think it just implies freedom. Um, but so the art of playlist making, the word art evokes so much. And I think, um, when we encounter art, it again, is a divine encounter. And I, I have to like keep bringing that up in this idea that when like music itself <clears throat> can give freedom in a, like it, it is in itself an art form. I'm so just like adamant that when we're going about it, we're going about it as this sacred thing and thinking of it as art and in a way of expressing. Um, I think for me, when I think of painting or I think of doing something artistic, I, I think you lose a part of your soul. And this sounds like so crazy, but you lose like you give a part of your oh, soul. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's a better word for it. You, you give a part of your soul and not in like a, I, you never run out of soul, but like you give who you are into the art form. Um, and so I think with playlist making that happens when mm. you're truly making a playlist that when you're doing like it as a piece of art. And I think that it should be looked at as a piece of art. And that's why I think when I like and listen to a playlist, I partially think it is, I'm listening to art and I'm going to experience art. And so there's a mindset that you enter into. Um, it's life giving to give of yourself in a way that feels authentic. Okay. Let's get into tips. <laughs> Wait, am I going first? I think you should go first. Okay. So my number one, uh, tip suggestion tool for making a playlist is to tell a story. Mm. So when you're making a playlist, uh, think about the beginning, middle and end and what you're trying to communicate with your playlist. Mm. So telling a story, I, I think that that sounds very um, confusing, but I think if you can think of something you're wanting, wanting to communicate to the person that you're sharing this playlist with um, and something that each song is meant to take them on some sort of journey. And honestly, as I'm saying that, the possibilities are infinite yeah. with the with the story you could be telling through these songs. Yeah. And you could be addressing somebody in your life that's 
going through a struggle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's maybe po- possibly what Sydney did with you in your playlist. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or somebody that's having so- some sort of like uh, professional euphoric success in their life and mm-hmm. you're wanting to give them a playlist that celebrates mm-hmm. what they're going through. Or you're having somebody that's going through an ex- existential crisis or whatever. Like you, you want, you can tailor this playlist to take this person on a journey Yeah, and it can tell a story. So that's number one. It's like a story made for you. Yeah. A story made for you. Through you can tell a story music. through music. Yeah. Um, the second one is know your Wait, are audience. Are we just going all the way through five or are we going back and forth? Oh, are we going back and forth? I think we should go back and Let's forth. Let's do it. Let's go back and forth. Because, okay. So that's my number one. Okay. But I, the reason I want to say that is because. It kind of ties to my my first one. Okay. So the first thing I wrote was theme, and I think that that's kind of the that's same similar. thing. That's um, similar. For me, I th- I feel like theme inc- like uh, implies like almost a thesis statement, mm. and I, I don't think I could like articulate what that like the precise thesis statement for each playlist that I make, but there is something that I I want the listener to hear there's like a almost a message mm. per se um and that could be a message that is yeah evoked mostly through the feeling of the music and the way it like moves up and moves down and things like that um but i think i also think i think very lyrically every song that i put on a playlist i'm like very cognizant of the lyrics and certain songs obviously more than others but i think that that plays a huge role in, like, the theme building. Um, yeah, so that's, like, my first thing is I have to have, like, a a, a point of view and a direction it's going. Yeah. I think both of us are really trying to say that, like, you when you sit down and make a playlist, uh, there's... Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna tell something. Mm-hmm. Something is going to be said through this music. But um, but I think I think that's the thing we have to mention is that I I think a lot of people don't think of it that way. I think a lot of people just think I'm gonna put a bunch of songs on a playlist that I've been listening to that I think you'll like. Here. Yeah, and I think that both. And that's I, that's how people receive it too. That's that's what I was about yeah. to say. I think that that is the thing that if I could encourage anyone out there too is when you, if you receive a playlist to listen to it with this in mind of like, this is something that someone has put the time and like the, the order matter. I mean, the order matters so much. And I think this probably is a testament to both of the way we encounter like albums Mm -hmm. by an artist. Some people like some people put shuffle on an album. It, (laughs) It is maybe my least favorite thing. If I'm listening to an album, I've played the first song and then it was on shuffle and I didn't know. And the song that was supposed to come next is a different song. It's like number seven on the album. I'm like, oh my gosh, it was on shuffle and I freak out. Because I can't imagine how much time and effort and heart some the artist put into getting the oh. song order yeah. right. Yeah. And uh, it, I, I, I would be so scan- so so scandalized and frustrated and sad oh. if somebody shuffled my playlist that I made them. Yeah, and I think uh, this is like... I was thinking about this earlier of like uh, 21 Pilots. I'm going to talk about their album. Their most recent album, Blurry Face, I have a lot of mixed emotions about. And we'll, we'll get into We're that. We're going to do a whole episode. We'll do a whole episode on 21 Pilots. but Maybe just Blurry Face. No. Okay. Doesn't, I, doesn't deserve it. It, it. it could. It could. Don't <laughs> get me wrong. But no. Um, but this, this is a concept album that's kind of like this battle that Tyler, the lead singer, 
is having with blurry face that's the name of this character that he creates um and there is such a story told throughout the whole album um and so yeah I think it goes to your tip like this album I don't love a lot of the songs on it but I I can't help but love that it's telling a story Mm. and like by the time it's the last song and the story has been told it's it's such a Gosh, it's a special thing when a story is really told. Then you really encounter that song. Um, and again, it leads you to a sacred, what was my phrase? A sacred encounter. Sacred encounter. A sacred encounter. Gold. Yeah. Has anybody yeah, ever totally. associated in the history of the world <laughs> the phrase sacred encounter with a playlist? I'm sure it's out there. <laughs> no, 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 no. It is not. It is not out there. <laughs> That's my thesis for the night. Uh, it's the same. It's the same thing with something like Lemonade, though, which we can all oh. acknowledge is one of the best albums ever made. Yeah, you cannot shuffle Lemonade. Oh, that's no. a that's that's oh. a that's an a atrocity. really good example. Yeah. that's a really good example. So, am I going next? Tip. Yeah. Okay, number two for me would be to know your audience. Oh, yeah. So, like I said, like this, these playlists don't. Um, happen just arbitrarily like my my recommendation would that you'd be making for a specific person or with a specific audience in mind whether it's a group of people or a person one of the one of the things I tried not to have happen when I'm making a playlist for Marissa my wife is for her to skip a song Hmm. and so there's something about me where I am always looking and searching for sort of experimental music, new music, something that's interesting and novel and different. And I like weird things. And I like, I like nice, inspiring, romantic, soft things too. But I also like very weird, strange things and new things, something that sounds different. Marissa doesn't necessarily want that. And so like every once in a while, I'll try to sneak something in there Mm -hmm. that, that, uh, is new or different from Marissa and she'll say, I always skip song six. And I'm like, mm. oh, I, I can't have that. I can't have skip song yeah. six after all the time and effort does that went into this. Does that hurt a little? No, no. Maybe it did in the early days. Yeah. But but uh, I don't know. Um, I mean, if we're getting really deep, it seems like it would be slightly selfish to have that hurt. Like, this yeah, is for her. Yeah, that's true. This is really, in my mind, it's really truly for her. Hmm. So, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess this is very personal Side note, and I think I've said this already, um, one of my favorite authors, Meg Wolitzer, said that every marriage is like its own personal cult. (laughs) So every marriage has its own set of standards and values and rules and all of that. So maybe maybe some people, some, some... a wife or a husband out there would like a playlist from their spouse that does have some (laughs) X factor novelty things. X factor. Yeah. But, um, Marissa, I have learned is not looking for that. She's looking for me to go out there and find her something that is going to be very appealing and soothing Mm -hmm. and encouraging. And, um, she wouldn't want you to tell like a crazy dark story. No, no. You would just, she just wants to enjoy it. Yeah. 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 And we could do a whole episode about me just talking about Marissa's playlist, (laughs) but because she has, interestingly enough, after all these different playlists, she has, she has grown to expect something. Yeah. I'll, I'll try to throw in, for example, something like a very emo, quiet, reflective song at the beginning, but she knows the first song is usually supposed to be pretty inspiring and upbeat and set mm. the tone for the album. So she'll, she'll deny that or dismiss it right off the bat. She'll be like, mm. this is not 
my playlist. <laughs> wow. And I love that because I am trying to make her the yeah, playlist yeah, yeah. that she wants. So um, when you know your audience, maybe maybe your audience does want something novel. Maybe your audience does want you to actually even push your own boundaries. And maybe your audience wants you to do something crazy out of the box. Or maybe your audience just wants to be comforted. Yeah. And if you know your audience, you know what to give them. You know what type of genre of music to give them. Yeah. Um, you know, some people want to a very sort of homogenous playlist hmm. uh, with, a, with a very particular type of genre, or you want something that's going to, or, or somebody wants something that's going to go back and forth between many genres. You just have to know your audience and what they're going to like and how far they can be pushed and challenged yeah. and how far they can't. Wait, so my ne- you're next. I, I think. think I'm next yeah. with a tip. Um, Coming in with a tip. The first and the last song matter a lot. And I think that that is yes. something yes, yes, yes. Uh, that... When I'm thinking of a playlist, those two, you should have those kind of in mind. And I think that they will help you to tell the story. For me, a playlist, especially in the beginning, it's, you don't want to, in my opinion, you don't want to start out too aggressive. I mean, there's, you could, depending on the audience member, I guess it's true. You have to think of your audience, but I typically think of it as like a, you're settling in almost to what is to come. That's the first song. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You should have some like I- idea of where it's going to go, but you, I mean, it's one song, so you can only tell so much in it. But I think um, it gives the kind of, it should be, a, it's the first note into maybe the genre of the music you're going to be giving or the first theme or things like that. So it's telling a lot to the audience member. The last song is it's the final note. And so, um, it, I think on some level should encompass the theme of the, the whole playlist. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So like individual songs may take the playlist to like a certain maybe area of mood or an area of thought. Um, but they all should be kind of under an umbrella of a thought. Mm-hmm. And the last song, uh, kind of should be clear. Hmm. It should be, I I think. Um, it's almost like, you're right, like writing a letter. I yeah. love this. This is really, that's good. <laughs> of like, um, or even, you know, writing like an essay or a piece of something. Like mm-hmm. there's, it has a beginning, it has structure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's my tip, I guess. The first and the last song really matter. I'm a believer in this, even if it's not a playlist. Like uh, my, my favorite group, Beach House recently came out with mm-hmm. an album and their last song on the album is seven minutes long. And I was listening to the album at like one in the morning and I didn't look at the track list. I didn't look at how long tr- songs would be. I just wanted to experience it. And when it got to the last song and I just glanced down and realized it was seven minutes, I, I just knew intrinsically that, mm-hmm. that, that they were taking the last song seriously. I think the last song on an album is incredibly significant. Yeah. I think, I think that tells you a lot about the album. Yeah. And so I think it's similar. It plays a similar role in a playlist. That's, I'll just say this as a side note, uh, really interesting. One of the playlists <laughs> that Macy made me recently, it, 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 it took us on a journey. It took us on a journey of ups and downs of faith and social activism and problems in our modern world and <laughs> race and feminism and all sorts of good topics, especially within the realm of Christianity and then it ended with the song, There is Power in the Name of Jesus. And it was a great song. And it's a great ending to that album. And it's interesting to think of that last song with what you said in mind. 
in terms of like framing the entire album. Uh, I know. Yeah. It's uh, that playlist. It's a good one. It, it, it's 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 legit. It's legit. <laughs> that is probably the. It's definitely the playlist I'm most proud of. Yeah. I probably. We're gonna we're gonna post these somewhere. We have no idea. I don't know how to post. We have some multiple of the social that. media platforms. Uh, yeah. We're gonna be on. <laughs> we don't even. Spotify, Twitter, <laughs> Instagram, Facebook. We don't really don't know, know about it. We we do have an Instagram called No Small Thing, but. <laughs> All right. So was that was that a second point? <laughs> yeah, that was. My second point. <laughs> Am I gonna talk about the Jesus part? Not if you, only if you want to. Um, I just want to say, and maybe you can edit this out. <laughs> I've thought about that playlist specifically a lot because our views on God are always changing and what that is, the, the thing that's other. And I, I said it to you last night. You were like, how funny, the power in the name of Jesus. And I said, I think I see that power differently now. Um, but it holds that same power of like this, I... It's, it's hope is really the word that I would rather have it be mm. there. Um, the cosmic Christ. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> uh, this, this, there's power in the beyond. There's power that we can tap into. Mm. And I think that that's what I was really like getting at. And I think uh, Jesus or Christianity or God, whatever religion helps us to tap into that power. But so I think that that was... Now I'm just analyzing my own mix for you. But there was a lot of ups and downs in that mix. and Many. I, I, we have to figure out a way to post these. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, there was definitely, there was moments in that mix where there was parts that were gross. Um, would be a, a way comical. to say it. There was comical parts. There was, there was spoken word. There was yeah. a lot of different things. Out, so... At the end of the day, I wanted there to be a, yeah, like you can put your, in the midst of all this brokenness. I mean, it was really about brokenness and like how we find healing and how we, how we get beyond that almost. I think it's, I think again, it's showing, uh, I think people a a bigger vision of what a playlist could be, the art of playlist making, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think, well, let's go to your next tip. Oh, no, okay. Let's, let's, let's get rid of this meaningful, deep stuff and go right to the next tip. Uh, okay, so I have uh, number three, sneak in hmm. the subtle novelty. Uh, I think Macy and I both have a sense of like uh, pushing the boundaries of music. We don't hmm. do that personally. We're not musicians, but we like people that are pushing the boundaries of music. Yeah. And we have our own journey that we may get into someday about like who represents that for us, like... 21 Pilots oh. definitely represents sort of a genre-breaking moment for you. Yeah. That I think yeah. burst, bursted your your whatever, your whatever paradigms of music or whatever yeah. and, like, like, invited you into something entirely new. I sense, honestly, like, a calling to, like... Mm. to, like, nudge people very gently. Mm. And, and that's what I've learned as I've grown older. Like, very gently, very subtly, very patiently into something different and better. Like I have, I have a speech that I'm always giving my kids about like the, the music you hear on the radio is, is rooted in money and what's going to sell the most albums. And it's not rooted in sort of like a personal vision or creativity. And so like there is something that is appropriately and wonderfully and beautifully palatable to most people, like something that really truly speaks to them. Yeah. And I think if you're if you're making an a, a mix 
a mixtape slash playlist for someone, it's good to consider those things. It's good to consider what's going to be the most pleasing to this person. But if you can, if you can sneak in a novel song hmm. that's going to fit within the playlist, that's not going to jar your listener hmm. too much and will uh, interest them or, or intrigue them enough to like maybe pursue that artist hmm. again in the future, that that's a huge win. Hmm. So like as somebody that's like gone sort of into the depths or the deep end of like, novel, weird, whatever music, we can pull something that's very palatable out of that heap Mm -hmm. and put it in this playlist and, 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 and even situate it in our story or the thing we're trying to say and make it very appealing to the Mm -hmm. person we're giving the playlist to. So that, that. that's the, that the, my third, my third tip is sneak in the subtle, subtle novelty. And so novelty is more, probably more specifically like a specific artist. Yeah, I wouldn't even say a specific artist. I would say, like, uh, maybe a specific artist, but, like, maybe there is an artist that you love, that you know your your loved one slash friend doesn't necessarily gravitate towards. Maybe mm. you can find one song mm. that that situated in your playlist will resonate and mm. appeal to the person you're giving this playlist to. Yeah. And that can be just a starting point. And, yeah. and also it will uh, add mm. something interesting and different to the playlist you're making. So I think that's good. Sneak it in. Sneak it in though. Sneak. I, what do you mean by sneak? Wait, I think, I think, uh, I'm thinking mostly of my wife, Marissa. (laughs) And I think, I think if you come at this stuff very aggressively and, and blatantly and obviously it will be rejected. Hmm. And so, and skipped. Hmm. Let's just can't, say that like I, I'm coming from a place of not wanting a song to be skipped. Yeah. So if you if you put it in the right place and pick the right song, uh, it just may it, it just may open someone's mind to something new. Hmm. That, that's what I'm thinking about. Wow. Okay. That really goes with my next sneak tip. in the subtle novelty. Sneak in the subtle novelty, <laughs> which I again tip not the word I'm looking for here. Again. Suggestion. I don't know. Guideline. Thoughts? Thought. I think I, I'm thinking in terms of thoughts. Top five thoughts for making playlists. <laughs> um, I just wrote like the introducing someone to an artist, mm. um, which is basically what you just said. But I think you can, a playlist can be a way in which you introduce someone to an artist. And that to me is something, what I, I mean like, with the hopes of that person wanting to get to know that artist. And I think that there's certain like artists that I want other people to deep dive. And I think it's my desire for other people to do what I do, which is deep dive people. But, um, if there's an artist that's meant a lot to me or an artist that I think speaks a lot of profound truth or an artist that I think is just really doing the artist thing of being out there and, um, putting out, their soul in music. I, because those, that's, I think what draws me to artists is when their soul is their music. Mm. Um, and so if I, there's specific artists in my like repertoire that, that matter so much to me. Um, and so an artist that I think are, I guess, yeah, truth tellers. Mm. So I want those to be in there. And I, with probably the hopes of them being like, who was that? And like the hopes of them maybe wanting to dive a little deeper into that. And I think, I mean, almost every playlist I make, I will slip a 21 Pilots song in there. And it's almost like the challenge of how can I artfully put this in there? Because I just selfishly, 
I I had such an encounter with Tony Robbins. We got to do that episode soon. Oh, absolutely. Uh, but so I want others to be able to even just get a glimpse of that. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, the sneaking artist in, I guess. Sneaking artist in. I have the same tip as you. But 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 you're you're making like a sub, uh, what, what do you call it? Guideline suggestion tip. Yeah, like what do you call it? A thought. A thought. A sub thought, which is uh, a trademark. Yeah. What is your trademark? Like my mm. my wife Marissa knows that one of my trademark sneaks. <laughs> <laughs> is a Kanye song. Yeah. And I feel like one of Macy's. Trademark sneaks would be a 21 Pilots, yeah, which she did for me because, like, in my last album or my last playlist, uh, you snuck you snuck one in that was super low key. Oh, it's fun. And and it's favorites. so good. It's and it's really so grown good. on me. Um, you didn't love it at first. I didn't. I, I glossed over it. Oh, it bothered me. Yeah, <laughs> appropriately so. Oh, it's one of my. It's probably one of my favorite 21 Pilots songs. So it, it, that song means so much to me. What so is it, by the way? Hometown. Hometown. But Sleepers version. And if anybody's everybody. listening that may even know anything about 21 Pilots, it's Hometown Sleepers version, and it, the Sleepers version makes a big difference. Do you want to give you another tip? You're pulling out the laptop. I'm pulling out the laptop, and I think what I might might do is like put the the real version of this instead of like my computer version. But we're gonna listen to this in real time. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so I will say my um my number four thought. My number four thought for a good playlist is to have an X factor. Ugh. Yeah. X factor. What do you mean by X? I have a lot to say about this. <laughs> the, uh, here's what I'm inviting. Anybody that's listening to this, even if it's just three people. <laughs> we need <laughs> it's to just assume Macy. it's more. My, our, our 500 listeners. <laughs> uh, we're inviting everybody to push the boundaries of what it means to make a playlist. Yeah. The art of playlist making. Yeah. And I think just in the last year, making playlists for Macy and Marissa and some friends, um, one of the things that I have personally started to think about is, is in terms, it's, it, it kind of piggybacks on this idea of telling a story, but hmm. it basically is this idea of making your own track. Hmm. So whether it's a song that you've personally created hmm. or pulling a spoken word from YouTube or even I've, I've thought about doing this. I haven't done it yet. Um, recording your own poetry into, you know, audio file and putting it on an album. A good idea. Literally. What if it was just, uh, uh, a a spoken encouragement to your friend in the middle of the playlist? Like the possibilities are endless, but like putting something on the playlist that, really truly personalizes that the playlist. Would, that is so special. <laughs> I love that idea. And I like the idea too. One of the things I like in terms of our modern world is like <sighs> something that you can't find on iTunes, something mm, that you can't find yeah. on Spotify. It's just for that person Yeah, that really makes it personal. So this is something I've thought about. It's, it's not merely pulling off a, a quote or a spoken word, but, um, what I did here, and I did this for Marissa on her recent playlist, was on Marissa's playlist, I pulled a Brene Brown interview mm. from an Oprah special and put some music behind it. So that's that's the thing that I did that was neat. You can do that in any garage band or whatever. <laughs> um, so, so this is a Peter Rollins, who's a theologian philosopher that I love, and uh, he has some music behind it. Uh, I added some music behind it, and this is in the middle of Macy's playlist. You added playlist. the music? Yeah. 
Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that's the thing we should say. Like, uh, on, on Marissa's playlist and Macy's, I don't know if I did this with Bjork at the beginning, but um, there's some music in the background that I added to just add to the emotional resonance. And uh, maybe we'll take apart this playlist someday uh, and, and when we'll take apart one of Macy's. But uh, this is sort of leading to the climax. It's setting the tone wow, for the climax. what a thought. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so we'll listen to it, but I'll probably put the actual audio file yeah, in it, but, but we'll, just, we'll just listen to it here. But then, you know, let's imagine that that person is rearrested, and this time they're thrown in prison. Uh, and then let's imagine that they go to, say, Narcotics Anonymous or something, if they're a drug taker, and uh, they're sitting there, and they have an experience of deep grace. Not cheap grace, but deep grace. This experience is not operating within that structure. There's an actual and there's an ideal and, hey, you didn't live up to it, but we'll give you a second chance or you didn't really mean it or whatever. This radical grace suddenly strikes out that entire symbolic system. There is no actual and ideal. You are just who you are. You're accepted for who you are. You don't need to strive by will to get to some place. You don't need to engage your strength and your power to try to overcome something. You just let all of that go. You give up your will, you give up the striving, and you become stationary. And you face yourself. Uh, Paul Tillich says grace is the acceptance that you're accepted. So what happens is you experience this radical acceptance that allows you to look at everything you've done and conf confront it, right? All of your demons and all of your ghosts. Now, interestingly, this is the place where real change can happen. At the very moment that you lay down this striving that Paul Hesser calls heroicism, the hero is the one who engages their will and gets to somewhere. The moment you give all of that up, and Hesser calls this second move the saint, the saint who doesn't move through will to get to somewhere, but who gives all of that up and becomes stationary. This actually existentially is where real change can begin to happen. That's the end. <laughs> I have it's so fun hearing that again in like this moment. I do hope that we'll figure out a way to post these playlists. Um I don't know. I don't know exactly how we're gonna do it. But I don't know because that's not a that's not a Spotify thing. Uh, yeah, and the like the one that I most recently made for you has like five clips mm -hmm. that are all like mm -hmm. off YouTube or we'll figure board. it we'll figure it out. If anybody cares to know, if anybody's listening, uh this this Peter Rollins reflection leads into a song called Be Still by the Killers. And uh, that's how it goes. That's basically the finale of the album. And then there's some like It's song 15 after on the album. Song 15. Which is, <laughs> it's just interesting because it's, and you did a good, oh, I just, there was an emo song right before. <laughs> like, oh, it was that like, I was like, okay, I'm ready. I'm in the emotional place. Mm, yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, there's, like, kind of a cool down. <laughs> cool. There's a cool down. That's a perfect way yeah. of saying it. Yeah. That, that might be another way of another suggestion or a thought. A tip. Thought. Oh, yeah, thought. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm saying this. Uh, um, just to have a cool down. Bring somebody to, to a, big, a big emotional moment and then have a cool down. Okay, so what's... This is how... Macy, Macy has the next... Yeah. We're talking about the psychology... 
in the, the psychology of an altar call. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the playlist. A safe, a safe altar call where you're on your own personal drive to Tacoma, <laughs> and you can opt out of it whenever you want. There's no social pressure. <laughs> that is so accurate. Okay. Is it my turn now? Yeah. Okay. My last, or my fourth thought. You got to have to go with me on this one. I've been thinking a lot about color and a lot about the way so I've been like making these paintings and they've been really big deal in my life and uh there's this like blending of colors but I'm also like trying to think about contrasting colors and as I've been thinking about playlist making I'm seeing how that kind of translates in this idea of when you're making a playlist the songs and the lyrics and the emotions and the moods uh, it should, they each, each song, and I, I think I see the world this way, it's like kind of has its own color and you want the color that comes next or the song that comes next to be, uh, you want it to be a different, but you want it to blend in, but then sometimes you want it to be like a contrasting color specifically, but it's like these two perfect colors contrasting. This is so out there. You might have synesthesia. (laughs) I'm serious. I don't think so. Uh, How do you know you don't? I don't know, but... Nobody thinks of things like this, (laughs) but it's great. You should keep going. Let me try it. I want to try and bring this down down back to earth. This is out Keep going. Keep going out. (laughs) I love space. There's a reason. Uh, No, so like uh, you want there to be a flow and you want some songs to kind of like blend into the next one on some level, Mm. but then you you also want there to be some dissonance. Is that the right word? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But... There, there should be maybe interruptions or, and I think audience does matter. So like if I'm making a playlist for you or like Ruben, like he or you are both Ruben, kind of, a housemate of Macy. Yeah, housemate of mine. Uh, he and you both like are, I'm expecting you guys to be like <laughs> sitting down and really listening to the playlist. That's an accurate what? assumption. That's an accurate assumption. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and so I like... For you guys, I know I can create like a. I'm the colors that I think of are like this bright, bright orange, and then jump to like a a, a teal, like a creamy teal, and like <laughs> I know that sounds crazy, but it doesn't sound that crazy. If any, if anybody's listening, <laughs> it sounds like synesthesia. What I'm trying to say is that uh, order order matters and there should be a sense of flow and uh but, some, but, but you're thinking of color as sort of a metaphor yeah uh, the metaphor for it and i think that you could you could create like a, a playlist that's almost like like a rainbow that mm. is kind of from one direction to another and it will it it doesn't have the the color eruptions but i think mm. i think a good playlist will have a few It'll be maybe okay. This is a way I want to see it. Is there's kind of like a gradient. Now I'm really just thinking about it. You could start a playlist at like yellow and go to red, hmm. but then there'll be moments of like blue or green or purple hmm. in that, which fit in with like the color next to it, but it's all still going in one direction. This yeah. is, yeah. I like that. This I mean, that, that's what I think thought, people not say. not a tip. <laughs> no, no. Uh, well, we're doing thoughts. We're not doing tips. Uh, I think that's what people say about art in general. Like, good art does, like, uh, a combination of smooth and rough. Hmm. And w- w- contrasting feelings 
you know, competing colors and emotions and thoughts and to not have something that's totally like maybe, maybe in terms of like telling a story, you want a through line of some kind, but you want something that is good. Well, I, I think you're, you're naming the, the, the journey that, that has to have some variety of some kind. Yeah. And I mean, I can even think like specifically to the playlist I made you, there's one part where it's just like dark red and it's, mm-hmm. it's this one pastor talking and <laughs> he's talking about women preaching in churches and he's just like going at it. And it's, it's so ridiculous. It's dark, but also comical. Right. It's so ridiculous that it's funny. Yeah. Um, because it sounds so nonsensical that women can't preach. Uh, <laughs> thoughts. Uh, it's so funny because I basically memorized this sermon, and it, and it and it somehow has become so parodied in our family. And it's dark, but now it's, I I laugh at it. Maybe there's some danger in laughing at it, but like yeah, yeah. But he basically goes off about woman preachers, and he just uh, talks about Paula Dean at one point, woman being in the Paula like, Dean, Paula Dean, woman <laughs> being in the kitchen. It's it's dark. Um, and it's followed up with, <laughs> what song is it followed up with? Uh, it's it, Fiona. Fiona. So that song was a very powerfully dark song. Mm-hmm. And Fiona is someone. But an empowering song. Oh, no, that, no, sorry, sorry. That clip, that clip is dark. Dark. But Fiona is, is equally power. I would say stronger, more powerful, that song. And I think Fiona is that way. And I think when we get to the Fiona Apple episode, I'll talk about (laughs) it. But a part of who Fiona is, is this resilient spirit. Um, And so those two things were so important for me to put what, next to what, each other. Uh, what colors would you give those? Oh gosh, I'm, I'm I'm now trying to think of that because it's it's weird. I almost see them as being both a crimson. Ooh. But but then Fiona's is like it's been it it's like a lit crimson and mm. like the other one's like dark and it has it has shadows in it. Ooh, yeah, that's good. Like a like a like a <laughs> Uh, an on fire crimson something. I can't believe how much we're talking about color. <laughs> okay, I have one more. Do you have one more or is it, are you done? I have one more. Okay. My last thought. So I'll, I'll just go through them one more time. My first one is tell a story. My second one is know your audience. My third one is sneak in subtle, subtle novelty. Mm-hmm. We'll put these on something. I don't know if anybody In our cares. show notes? Show notes. I think that's what you put Yeah. Have an X factor is my other one, which is what we've been kind of talking about for a while. And then this is the last one I really highly recommend to people. And it's called test drive your mix. And that means I say drive around with it. Literally, it's it's literally test drive. Hmm. Drive around with it in your car and see how it sounds. Hmm. And uh, if there's some flubs or some mistakes or some things that don't make sense or some things you'd change, you have time to perfect it. When, when you test drive a playlist, you take some things out. You realize a few things don't work and you need to change a few things and you're, you're, you're refining the product. Hmm. So may, maybe you're the type of person that, that doesn't really want to put that much effort into it. But if you do, I say the final... Okay, let's just say you're the type of person that wants to put in yeah, some yeah, effort. Yeah. The final step is to test drive. To, to drive around in the, in the place you live, 
listening to the playlist yourself and making sure it works. I can think of when I'm making other playlists, I'll play it for my housemates. What do you think of this transition? Like, what do you think of that? Um, yeah, that should be included in this. In, yeah, in the test drive, think about your transitions. Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah, make sure they work. You want Sometimes you want stark transitions. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes you want it to blend. Again, the color thing. If, if, you're, if, you, if you're intentionally <laughs> shooting for a, 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 a very provocative transition, then that's great. But if you're not, and it is, and you're wanting something smooth and it isn't smooth, you can make a mental note. Oh, that's my, thought. Yeah, yeah, that's my thought. Fi- okay. final thought. Okay, so my final thought, and I'm glad we're saying thoughts now because it's not a tip, <laughs> but I guess it's just the word that I kept coming back to when making, when listening to playlists, thinking of playlists is this idea of nostalgia. So mm. a playlist has so many factors in it. Um, it's... I see music very seasonally, and I think most people probably experience music this way where, you know, you hear a song and you can immediately feel like, oh, I'm at this summertime, this place, this experience, this mindset. Um, And I think when you're making a playlist, you have to, like, have that in mind, that someone is going to have these songs, these, this experience as a part of what they look back on. Like the fact that a song I put on a playlist could then in 10 years be played and someone's going to be evoked back to that playlist. Like you have to think of that when you're making it, that each song is going to be attached to a memory and a time and a season. Um, and I think when you're thoughtful about it, it's, it's so cool and so profound. I mean, like that was the, the be still song was like the song of that season. Um, Mm. in the secret from the mad song that Sydney put in my playlist became the song of the season. So a playlist is going to have a moment and it's going to have moments. And if you're going to listen to it in your car constantly, it's going to then be associated with certain experiences. That's so good. And I remember thinking two things that come to mind is like, uh, my journey with beach house Hmm. and reviews that I've read are, are, are highlighting the idea that Beach House has been the soundtrack to certain significant moments of someone's life. So mm-hmm. now it's been like over 10 years and you can look back and think like these songs, this person, this band has, has, has soundtracked the most significant experiences of my life. Mm-hmm. But then there was a, a member of Tribe called Quest that died recently. Five Dog is the guy that died. Okay. Five Dog. And when they, when they showed clips from the funeral... They had all all some of the the biggest hip hop artists talking mm. about like this music inspired somebody to pass the bar. Mm. This music helped mm. someone to do social justice. Mm. This music was the soundtrack to these people doing all these great things. Mm. And when you think of like Beach House, Tribe Called Quest, playlists, anything else, I think it totally fits. Like we rely on this music to keep us inspired and motivated and it's no small thing. Yeah. Okay. Honestly. Yeah. I think, I don't know. Do you think a playlist has like, there's, you don't, there's songs you don't skip, but I also think there's songs of a playlist that become like a song. If that makes sense. Okay. I have this concept of a soul song. Hmm. Please which... talk about that. <laughs> 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 That's a new hex factor. <laughs> and I usually put a, a soul song on a playlist. Mm. Um, but then I may receive a soul song from a playlist. Mm. Um, what do I mean by soul song? 
<laughs> Macy, what do you mean by a soul song? <laughs> uh, I mean, so many <laughs> she things. Asked, she asked herself. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, there's, there are certain songs where it seems as if every word in every note, in every aspect of it, rings true to where you're at. Hmm. It's really interesting for me to think about uh, how much of a song can... I just think a single song can mean so much to a person, and like you said, carry them through something. And I, I think it's because, and I, we've said this, it is art. Like, mm-hmm. what is art but not freedom? Like, I'm just... This is... So it's like it gives you that glimpse of freedom and it gives you something to put your hope in. Oh, gosh, I love music. I'm very thankful for it is all I can say. Me too. And I'm thankful for playlists. So I think, oh, I also think that making a playlist is kind of, it's a, it's a love letter to the concept of music and the power it has. I think it's a testament to the power of music. Amen. Absolutely. Snaps 100%. for playlists. 100%. Snaps for playlists. <laughs> <laughs> what would you call a soul song? Soul song. I feel like it's another thought, though, or another tip. Like, get a soul song on there. Get a soul song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Again, a playlist is a piece of art. So when you're making a piece of art, I feel like there's, like, a within me, there's, like, an energy or, like, a, a power that comes forth. And so, like, I haven't made playlists really in a while, and I feel like... A, I needed to have a break almost in order to then have like, this has inspired me. Now I'm like, Oh, okay. I'm going to make a playlist, you know, I'll make a playlist. but, uh, I, for me, I know I have to have, I have to have like something igniting it. And it's usually just this weird creative thing that happens within me. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to, I don't know tips for that. Y'all. <laughs> But, but but if you're whatever you are on the Enneagram or the Myers Briggs or Strength Finders, whatever personality type you are, it doesn't matter if you're hyper creative. Like this is accessible to oh, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Everybody knows music. Yeah. Well, we probably shouldn't say everybody. Every, everybody. Uh, if you're listening to a podcast, you probably know music. Good then. point. Yeah. Most people have some sort of music they listen to. Maybe dabble in in the idea of creating a playlist. Whatever. You know, you don't have to be super artistic. No. But go ahead and be artistic if you are. Go ahead and and just go all out. (laughs) It's a great opportunity. (laughs) Yeah, Um, for the artists out there, maybe this will be your entry point. I think that's the end of our... I think those are our thoughts on playlists. That's our thoughts on playlists. The art of playlist The art of playlist making. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Here comes another another segment. Okay. Pause. (laughs) <laughs> wow, I think we have a good episode. <laughs> oh. The record button. Okay, hey, now that our um, playlist, the art of playlist making segment is done, we want to test out several different potential weekly segments. Yeah, these are kind of like our ideas of what we could do. Um, so we, I mean, again, to our audience, it's so weird saying that, y'all. Friends uh, and family. Friends and family, yeah, honestly. Um, we would love, like, honest feedback. 
Mm-hmm. And that maybe that's another side note of like we I maybe this is just me personally, but I like am hoping that we're gonna do this for a year. We've said it, and we would love for like it to be something that we can. If you're listening, comment. Oh, we're going to have an Instagram and things like that, but we would love like listener engagement on some level. And so we want your honest feedback. If there's a topic you want us to do things like that. Uh, 100%. We, yeah, we're, we're just this, this whole thing is about like freedom and following your curiosity. Okay. So our first segment, we thought of doing recommendations and I, we didn't have a clear, uh, I think guideline for each other on this. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in the headspace emotionally, I think, when I suggested we do recommendations that I was, we were going to talk about playlists and we were going to talk about, uh, we're later going to talk about a thought of the week. Um, and my recommendation ties into that on some level. Um, and it's kind of like this song that I want Scott or, I mean, honestly, all of you guys to hear and experience. Um, this song, I think, for myself, I'm, I'm, it was, it's by an artist, Joanna Newsom, who I've recently really, really, really been like popping off to loving her painting to her a lot, just very inspired by her. Um, and so I'm trying to get Scott into her, um, and trying to get him to like be obsessed with her the way I am, I would say. Um, and I wish the same on everyone because I think when you encounter Joanna Newsom and you really experience her music and truly experience it, it's, one of the most beautiful things. I think she's such a gift. Um, and so I want to share this one song um, that has meant a lot to me. It's called Time is a Symptom. Um, and it's from her most recent album, Divers, which I think is her most accessible album of all albums. So if anybody wants to listen, this is probably the most, um, I don't know, what we would consider a normal album. She's very out there um, <laughs> in some of her music, not afraid to have a 15-minute song. Um, so she definitely takes a lot to get into, but I have so much to say on Joanna Newsom. <laughs> That'll be a whole episode. Uh, but this song is very special, and I'm going to play it for Scott. And well, What's the song called again? Time is a Symptom. Time is a Symptom. And it's, it's, it should be known that this is the cl- concluding song of this album. Mm, the um, concluding song. So it, it has that. Um, I'm going to just play it at this point. I've talked, I've talked about it enough. Here we go. Here we are. Let Joanna Newsom speak. <sighs> Yeah. 
recommendations oh, like that. Oh, <laughs> this is so good. Huh? No, So are you gonna I love those little bird owls things. Oh, I know. So yeah. It's so good. Are you gonna now record and give your response? Or are we still on the mics? We're on the mics. So there's the song. song. There's the song. I really do have to soak in those lyrics and yeah. look at them later, but it was a beautiful song. I would say for our audience out there, if you another way to encounter Joanna Newsome, which Here's again, our audience. Yeah, we have an audience now. There's people <laughs> in the room. Hi. Hello, Matthew, Lindsay, and Peyton. Um uh if you want to also encounter Joanna Newsom and you're into poetry, I would say just to take some of her songs, take her, don't listen to them as music and read them as poetry. That's another way that you can, I don't know, start to 
dive into her because I, I am, as I said in the first episode, an evangelical about the things I'm passionate about, and I am passionate about Joanna Newsom. So that's so my good. recommendation. Yeah, so good. <laughs> and Macy had me listen to some Joanna Newsom. I which album did I listen to? Yeast. What's what's Yeast. it called? East? Yeast. 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 Huh. Yeast. <laughs> That's <laughs> <laughs> <is> good. <laughs> yeah, there's certain albums that you need to sit with for like a year because I listened to it one night and I knew I was just scratching the surface. Yeah. But it was beautiful. But I, I mean, this is all just it, whether people want to or not. You know, if you if you want to sit with an album that long and really get into it. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, I'm excited to get into that album. We're, we're, we're doing recommendations. I guess. Uh, I have a recommendation. Okay. My recommendation is a YouTube channel. Oh, I love it. And it's called PF Slash. PF Slash. Capital P, capital F, slash, Dad Reacts. Wait, is this... <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. Have I seen this before? Yeah. Oh, okay. This is a kid that we love. His name is Rory. Yeah. And he reacts to modern hip-hop albums, and he's probably like eight or nine years old. Oh, everybody should find this kid. He's got about 60,000 followers and uh, 69, to be exact, 69,297 subscribers. And um, I love it for several reasons. One is the pure joy that Rory finds in listening to music, and it's contagious. But second of all, as a parent... I think his dad is doing a very good job of meeting him where he's at. Hmm. And we all know that uh, kids will listen to music uh, even if their parents aren't allowing them. They'll find ways to listen to the music hmm. that they like. And this dad sits with his kid on YouTube and listens to Run the Jewels and listens to all sorts of like uh, music with lots of curse words and all that and enjoys his son's music and comments on it and makes him feel happy and safe and welcome. And it's a, it's such an awesome channel. So if we're doing recommendations, that's my recommendation for the week. Uh, I think there's something about this kid and it's probably partially just his age, but he has like a freedom when he's just on his video. He's just, just freedom. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we all need to be, we all need to be more like Rory. <laughs> be like Rory. <laughs> we're also, we're all, we're all too self-conscious. Should we say our thoughts of the week then? Thoughts of the week. Okay. I've thought, thought of the week. I've obviously thought a lot about it. Um, the thought came to me. Do, do, do you want to just give a little bit more of a precursor of what this is? Thought of the week. This is this is a segment. Yeah, it's a segment. Potential segment. But we don't have any true. I don't think we have the same idea of what it is. Mm, so didn't know about that. <laughs> we're still <laughs> testing it out. Gosh. Um, <laughs> so. My thought of the week. Okay. It, it first came when I was... So I talked about in the beginning of this episode going through a time, existential time. Um, and this podcast and other things have been just... I, in the past two weeks, I would say, I've started to kind of like uh, receive hope again mm. in the world. Um, and with that, I think there's this big imagery um, of, I don't know, almost like a cleansing... Um, I feel like I emotionally and mentally like went through the fire on some level. Um, and I think I kind of do it to myself almost, but it, it's just who I, I go through these seasons. Um, and I'm, I'm on this up end of it. And uh, this, this phrase that has been stuck out to me is the only constant is change. Mm. And, uh, mm. 
it's, I mean, I've, I'm sure I've heard it before and people may have heard it before, but it, it's in this moment in this season of life where I'm just so, um, every day trying to live very presently, um, and recognize that almost every, you know, every single night we almost have this cleansing and every day we wake up and, um, it's easy for me to think that I, I've also like been making big life decisions and being like, oh, it's going to change the whole trajectory of my world. Um, but this idea of the only constant is change is well, every single day is a new beginning and a new um, like it's always changing. Um, whether I made some big decision or not, like uh, each day it's its own new thing and anything could happen. It has this idea of unpredictability and we're always changing. Um and, and transforming. So that's been the thought of the week. And I've just been like really reflecting on that. Um, yeah, there's my thought of the week. So I don't know if that means like, Hey, that's, 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 that's a high thing to live up to. That's a big <laughs> thought. People are going to expect a big thought next week. Please have a silly thought. Honestly. <laughs> yeah. You can take it down a notch next week. <laughs> colors, colors of thoughts. Colors. This oh. is a big, what, what, what color would you give that thought? Oh, I think this thought is, uh, I mean, I would, if I'm being honest, I immediately think of it as a myriad of colors. And that's don't don't of be it. honest. Don't be honest. <laughs> <laughs> that's part Stop of it. Stop being honest. Is, uh, it, all the colors? All the colors. That's, and that's I, deep. <laughs> but it's, it's this, they're, they're fluid. The colors are fluid. Mm. Yeah. It's good. Gosh. It's good. The only constant is change. The only constant is change. It's the thought Thanks. of the week. Shout out. Amazing. Uh, I think it was Sydney who said that to me. Mm. Um, we were just walking one night. She had a Coke and you had a Red Bull and you were talking about philosophy. And, and somebody we said a they, poem. You wrote a poem and somebody said the only constant is change. <laughs> it's the thought of the week. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's yours? Um, I don't know. Like, I, I, it's going to be interesting to think of like, is it an original thought? I think I, I like to think the thought of the week is an original thought, oh. but but mine isn't. Mine is from from something I'm reading. You'd like to think it is, but then it's not. Maybe, maybe it's both. Okay. Something you're reading, an original thought. I'm reading a book called The Self Driven Child, as Macy highlighted in last week's episode. I'm a parent, mm-hmm. so I read books about parenting, and the the concept in this book is that agency is the key to everything. So if your your son or daughter feels like they have agency over their life, that they get to make the decisions for themselves, even at a very young age, that is the key to their success. Hmm. And so I think that's important for me as a parent to, as much as humanly possible, help my kids sense a sense of agency over the, the decisions they make in their life. But I also think it's a meditation for all of us to understand that if we have agency over our life, that's when we're going to thrive the most. So when we're not making decisions to please other people or to um, sort of fit into a box, whether it's academia or society or anything, if it's us doing us, so to speak, um, that's when you're going to experience the most passion and thriving. And I think that's not just like, quote unquote, a thought. I mean, that's rooted in science, (laughs) you know, uh, it's not just like a romantic thought. It's true. It's a true, it's a true statement. So that's something I'm trying to think about as a dad, but it's, it's really messed with me in terms of my own life. Like to think about like, who am I trying to appease? Whether it's, Mm. uh, a group of people, whether it's a church, whether it's a, a, a concept of God that I had in my life, or if it's just me, um, taking ownership of the decisions I make. Hmm. And that's what we should all do. 
That's my thought of the week. Snaps for your thought of the week? That was so good. (laughs) I I feel like uh, I get super blessed by, like, living, getting to see you most days because you're always reading a book and always sharing about what you're learning. And so you reading this self-driven child has really made me think about my own childhood and (sighs) how I was raised and things like that. But, yeah. Self-driven child. You know what it also says? Agency. (laughs) <laughs> the most important thing we can all be doing for ourselves is getting sleep. Yeah, <laughs> Everybody go to sleep. Everyone. Go to bed. <laughs> right now. Uh, yeah, no. And I think that just, like, emphasizes why we're here, why mm-hmm. we're doing this thing. Yeah. Is we're, we're really trying to just own ourselves. Well, own it. We're so own here it. we are, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, well, that was two segments. What was our last segment? Oh, oh we're, we're, we're going to try our taglines? Oh, yeah. <laughs> do you want to do that? <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, we I, th- I think we can save that for next week. Okay, yeah, I think yeah. so, too. Yeah. Uh, but should we have, like, welcome to No Small Thing? <laughs> you could use that clip. <laughs> I have chaotic energy. <laughs> no, no, no. We did it. We did We did our opening already. Oh, okay, cool. This, yeah, so th- those were our segments. Let us know what you think of them. Let us know if you liked them, if you were like, y'all are crazy. Uh Two segments, uh, recommendations, and thoughts of the week. And if you have an idea for a segment, (laughs) throw it our way, I guess. All right. Cool. That's it. Bye.